Welcome to the life right here, Inner Medicine Tools for Present Moment Living. I'm your host, Emma Waters, yoga teacher, educator, and inner medicine coach. We'll explore all things yoga, Ayurveda, and contemplative practice to give you practical tools and insight to reduce overwhelm, soothe the nervous system, and remind you of who you are at your core, right here in this moment. The Life Right Here is your weekly prescription of peace, presence, and power. Let's tune in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 38 of the Life Right Here podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This podcast is coming to you today after a few weeks or maybe a month or so (laughs) of deep discomfort with a side of procrastination on my part. I've not been as focused on getting these episodes out to you the past month or so as I grapple with some big changes in my life, to tell you the truth. (laughs) I actually had another episode ready to record last week with just this continuing theme of winter and nourishing yin in our lives. But I just wasn't feeling it. It felt uninspired, just too much more of the same about winter. And so I sat down today and thought, what can I share about my life in a more real way, an inspiring way, in a way that I like to hear of people's stories, their achievements, but also their struggles. And in deciding what to share with you today, I actually thought back to a few weeks ago, I went down to one of my favorite cafes, Old Maids at Bruns, to grab a chai and they do the best chai in Australia, I'm calling it. It's so good. (laughs) I sat in a back booth. They have these cozy little booths. You can kind of hide away and do some work, although the Wi-Fi is not great there, (laughs) but I can just work on a Google Doc without the Wi-Fi. And as I opened my computer, I saw my friend Vanessa coming in. She was meeting her other friend for a cuppa, but she came over and she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, I'm so proud of you (laughs) and everything you're doing in your business, Em. It's so inspiring. And I was firstly so touched by that. And actually writing this down earlier today, I've got a bit teary thinking about it. It was really lovely. And it meant a lot to me. And my response was, oh, thank you. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) I'm a real try hard. I actually said that to her. And that's very telling, that response, isn't it? I'm a real try hard. (laughs) And I think at that point, it just hit me that I've done a lot this year. I have been trying hard. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I've added more offerings in like retreats and retreat days. I've opened that home yoga space, the Jala Shala, and I've welcomed ongoing beginner students into it, which has just been a joy. I've been teaching my weekly classes, which I absolutely love. And all while settling Marley into high school and then finally deciding that I'm going to step back from working at school, which has been a huge part of my identity. And Add to that the beginning stages of perimenopause and no wonder it was feeling a bit hard and that I felt like a tryhard. And so I just, this episode wanted to relate what's been going on for me internally and then 
connect that back to those episodes I did on suffering. You might remember those. And if you haven't listened, I'll link them in the episode description. It's episodes 14 and 17. And I've identified the type of suffering that I think is occurring for me and what it's taking to get me back to a more easeful place in my life and my business and feeling less of a tryhard. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing right now for me is the discomfort that I've felt in stepping back from teaching at school. It's a big life change. I wasn't doing that much school teaching. I just was casual, maybe two days a week, max. And I have a contract of once a fortnight that I'll see out until the end of this year, which I really enjoy. And it's been coming for eight years, which is when I gave up my full-time permanent position in Byron and dropped back to part-time and then to casual. But COVID messed around with that a little bit. The discomfort, though, of me being solely responsible now for earning my income has been huge. I've had to continually fight off the urge to message school and say, I'm coming back. It was a huge mistake. And if yoga has taught me anything, it is to be with discomfort instead of numbing it, running from it or pushing it away. But in my life, I don't think I've ever been faced with discomfort or fear like this. It's been real. And so the form of suffering, dukkha, I brought up in episode 14 when I described the three forms of suffering and that I've been experiencing of late is tapadukha. This is the suffering that arises from pain or discomfort and that could be physical, emotional or psychological. It's the pain that comes from our senses, so the world outside of us that we take in and then in turn how these are connected to our mind, how we process that. Mine has definitely been psychological discomfort (laughs) and I'm laughing, but it has not been funny. This type of pain is often linked to our expectations and whether or not they're met as well as our desires or longings for something to happen in our life. And maybe it's not happening or taking much longer than we want. Tapadukha has been a big one for me this past month. And part of that's definitely wanting something to happen right now. And the fear of not knowing how something is going to turn out when I've put my heart and soul into it. It's truly a wild ride. But the first step in alleviating this has been awareness. It's been so fascinating to watch what my mind has been doing. Backflips, it feels like. Holy moly. So my job has been to steady my body through my asana practice, show up for my students, slow things down so that I don't make a a rash, not a ras, a rash decision. (laughs) It's a bit of a tongue twister, rash decision. To jump back into something that's not right for me right now. Through practicing yoga regularly and the asana, I mean, the postures, the physical practice. We bring awareness to our physical body first, then the energy body as we start to tune inward, and then our mind and emotions. And this becomes the practice. And actually, it's been so interesting to be reminded of that, just teaching my beginner's course that 
how quickly the awareness can go from one part of the physical body to the next. As soon as we focus on, for example, like the arms or our hands, that awareness of our legs goes out the window. (laughs) Our feet go floppy or the muscles deactivate. We fall into habitual patterns and we've been having a laugh about it. I'll say, what's your foot doing now? Oh, look, it's flopping out to the side. No awareness there. And so eventually we get to a point where awareness is everywhere, in every cell, all at once, including our mind and how we are acting and responding to the things that come up in our life. There's nowhere to hide anymore. Pausing to notice what's going on here is the first step. Awareness is so powerful. The next step for me in this suffering scenario was getting support. I found an amazing therapist online who specializes in high sensitivity, which so far has been incredibly validating. So if you, if you, psychologically have something specific going on, I recommend finding someone who specializes in that area. It really makes a difference. And I have an interesting play of things going on for me. I like doing, creating, having projects. I get very passionate about things. But also being highly sensitive, there's a definite limit to what I can do or hold at one time or I wipe myself out. And I need more recovery time from things than I ever give myself. I have a constitution that wants to push, 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 but a nervous system that needs a lot of downtime, which I find challenging. So she has just been a great support and has identified that doing things for me has become a way that I soothe my nervous system, which is not good. It's led to more suffering and is definitely another type of suffering, some skada dukkha, those habitual patterns that we constantly fall into. It is a pattern for me. And it's why I teach what I teach, because I most need to learn it. So my second step here has been to get support, awareness, support. The final step has been once again to connect back to trust in my own intuition and that calling of my soul, trusting the path that I'm on is my right path and trusting that I'm always supported. And I can't tell you the serendipitous messages I've been getting since anchoring back into this idea of trust. And I have one more story about this. It was about a week ago and I'd had a really powerful session with my psychologist, Sonia, and the theme of trust was coming up a lot. She talked me through a really powerful visualization where you call in a compassionate friend and you ask them, like, what do you want me to know? Or you might have a specific question. And there were messages of trust yourself. You're not alone in this session, which was really comforting. And then that same afternoon, I went into a group call with a teacher of mine. It was just going to be a card reading where she pulls a, a card out for each of us present. And she was using a Rebecca Campbell card deck. It was called the Rose Oracle. We've been learning about Mary Magdalene this month and that's a whole other story. <laughs> but the card she pulled out for me that afternoon 
said this. When times are turbulent, to keep ourselves steady, we need something to hold on to. When things are crumbling around us, we must find something that we can count on that won't budge. Deep roots hold us steady when the winds of change are blowing. And they've definitely been blowing for me. (laughs) You are being called to trust that the great mother has got you. Trust in the sureness of her soil. Trust the process of what's unfolding. And trust that you are not going through this alone. You are supported in your life. I couldn't believe it. I got really teary on the call and I just took a deep breath and said, thank you. It just was not a coincidence that that card was pulled for me. It's truly my experience that when we tune into our heart as a guide, we can't go wrong. Even when it's scary, even when what our heart is telling us to do feels scary. The mind wants to trick us. And it gets fearful, but when we trust what our heart is telling us, we're not led astray. And so times have been a bit turbulent for me, but through awareness, getting support and tuning into those messages of trust, trusting myself, the support of the mother, the earth herself, and anchoring into that has been deeply stabilizing nourishing for me and re-inspired me to keep on serving with my yoga, my teaching and my coaching. And so to finish, just a few questions for you to reflect on anything here that may support you on your own path and journey in relation to discomfort or fear and anchoring into trust. Firstly, what suffering, discomfort, fear, which is truly what is underlying most suffering, (laughs) are you experiencing in your life right now that you could bring greater awareness, attention, curiosity, and compassion to? What support could you call in for yourself? That might be a therapist or a coach like myself, (laughs) but it could also be the support of a partner or friend to take more time for yourself, to nourish yourself in your inner life, to take time for some more contemplation rather than just pushing through or numbing the discomfort. And there's no judgment in that. We all do it as humans, but getting stuck there is a waste of a great life. And then finally, in what ways are you not trusting yourself or great spirit, the great mother to guide and support your life? How can you build greater trust in yourself and in the flow of life in small ways? Anchor into the steady soil of your own trust and self-belief. Thank you so much for having me in your ears. I trust that you received something from today's episode that supported you on your path. And if so, I'd love to hear what it was. Message me on Insta or Facebook, or you might send me an email. The links are always in the episode description to get in touch. And if you enjoyed today's episode or any others, I'd love for you to share the podcast on social media. Make sure you tag me or just with your friends, 
could text it to them. And if you're up for it, why not leave me a review? (laughs) I'd love it. Five stars, preferably. Four would be okay, but I'd prefer five. That could be on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. It just gives the podcast more visibility so that more people can benefit from the teachings of yoga and my personal ramblings. (laughs) Reflections, not ramblings, reflections. Have a beautiful weekend. I'll be back next week. Bye.